Nation, what is going on? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Man TV podcast. I am your host, Mac. I am joined by my co-host, the the the, the one and only Mr. Derek Freeze. Um, What's up, Hawk Nation? <laughs> exactly. What's up, Hawks Nation? Hope you guys are staying happy and healthy out there. We got an exciting episode. We finally got some live basketball to review, so we're going to get into that in just a second. Also going to see if we can make some uh, Siakam trade predictions, see, see what we are, are feeling on that one. It but never before, dies. Exactly. <laughs> before before we get into this episode, though, I do want to shout out the Atlanta Dream. They're on a five-game winning streak. And before I checked, right before this recording at 8.30 here on Wednesday night uh, of July 12th, they are up by 15 points at the half. So the Atlanta Dream, I want to give you guys all the uh, all the flowers that you deserve right now. You guys are, guys are kicking some ass, and that's awesome. Represent the city well. Um, so yeah, so like I said, we'll go ahead and jump into the, uh, the review of these, uh, summer league games. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed watching live basketball again. The Hawks team has honestly been pretty fun and I don't know what Vegas was talking about by putting us as the lowest odds to win. We got, we're, we have seven points right now. I don't, I don't really know how the points work, but we got seven points right now. We're in fourth place. So, you hey, know, you're I think stealing that, my notes, Mac, you're stealing my notes. God, oh God, man. I didn't, I didn't mean to take it, man. I, 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 I'll. I'm sure you got plenty of good notes in there, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, it was uh, it's it's been fun so far. Obviously, we ended up losing that game, that first game of the Kings, um, you know, and then obviously since then I beat the Nuggets and the Timberwolves today, which was a little afternoon, little matinee for everybody, which was pretty nice uh, for those of people that like myself that work from home. It was you know just turn the TV on behind you and there you go. Well, it's also great not to be up till three at night watching basketball. <laughs> that was actually the first thing I said to myself. <laughs> Dude, it's so nice to not have to stay up all night. Derek and I are getting a little older, guys. Our, our bedtime is is getting earlier and earlier each each day. I swear. Um, I, have my yeah, son, I have my son up for that first game, and he wears me out every time I have him up. So I'm sitting there trying to watch the game with him, and first quarter just <laughs> out. <laughs> oh yeah! Thank oh, God for DVR. Right, exactly. Thank God for DVR. Um, but yeah, man, you know, I've, I've liked what I've seen, you know, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, I think the, obviously the main person that everybody's analyzing for the Hawks right now in summer league has got to be Kobe Bufkin. He's our first round pick. We took him 14th overall. He was an all American, uh, McDonald's all American coming out of high school, you know, played well at Michigan, but we've, we've gone on all over that. Let's, let's talk about what we've seen out of Mr. Bufkin in a Hawks uniform so far. You know, I got to admit that that first game, man. He looked a little overwhelmed running the point. I don't. I don't think he was super confident in it. He had four or fourteen shootings, and my man had a triple eight, not a triple H, a triple eight. That was eight turnovers, eight points, and eight fouls. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Uh, Summer league, obviously, for those who don't know, you can have a little more fouls than normal. And uh, Kobe made sure he chalked up all of them. He got eight fouls. So gotta gotta admit, man, and only having three assists on top of that, it just wasn't a great game. You know, it, you're allowed to have a bad game. It's not like I needed to see some sort of, you know, prolific stats out of him in that first game. But what the kid did is something that you and I have talked about in previous episodes about him. He got in the film room because he's a film junkie and he watched a ton of film. He watched his opponent's film. He watched his film. And guess what he did in game two? He had a nice bounce back game, man. I was thoroughly impressed with Mr. Bufkin in game two. 17 points, six assists, five rebounds, four threes. He was plus 10 on the floor and just looked like he could honestly run the floor a little bit more um i also saw that today as well i, I think he he's uh, you know from what i saw today in the game i, I think buffing's gonna be a stud man i don't know about you but i i'm i'm very excited about this guy no i mean yeah first game i mean heck i don't know if y'all remember but trey um trey young's first game in summer league wasn't exactly <laughs> you know 
the best either. And also, it is summer league. Like, these guys just got thrown together and get told to go play basketball. Like, obviously, there was, seemed to be a clear directive from the Hawks, even though he played more of a combo guard at Michigan, to, hey, we're going to hand you the ball. We're going to get you outside your comfort zone a little bit and have you run point for most of the game, except for a couple of times when A.J. was running around, especially in that first game. Um, some of the stuff he did see, some of his passing was good. He did make some horrible turnovers. Um, but you saw the floater. Like, the guy would sit there and, you know, drive to the right and then do a left-hand floater like, he, he had no, like, hesitation shooting the ball, even when it wasn't falling. Like, in summer league, a lot of times you hear people say, like, you know, scouts aren't looking at stats, they're looking at traits. And what you saw, especially after game one, when Antonio Lane was giving the guy all the praise in the world, when he said, hey, he asked us immediately, I need tape. I need tape of this game. I need tape on the Nuggets. And you did see he took that big step in that game, too, where he was still being aggressive. He was still his first step getting into the paint was still there. But he was also, while still playing aggressive and playing fast, he was he also, like, they seemed to slow down a little bit more for him. Um, so really excited to see what, see him there. Obviously, you know, you heard me saying the draft recap or the draft recap about him, like weight room, definitely showed itself several times that, you know, he is crony. <laughs> Um, and he's definitely got to get in there, but the kid is only 19. So yeah, he's got a couple years to fill in, but definitely it's very encouraging what to see out of him as well as the next guy, the next guy that we drafted. It was also very encouraging. Everything we saw out of him. Yeah, <laughs> Matt, tell me what you saw because I fell in love with this dude watching him. Oh man. Muhammad gay. Honestly, like I, I, he's got to be, probably the player that I'm most excited about at this point. He's got a ton of potential. Now, whether that potential is ever fully tapped into or not is obviously to be determined. And it's going to have to take a lot of good coaching from Quinn and his staff and some good leadership from, from the you know veteran players around him. But ooh-wee, man, he, he's got some bounce in him. Um, you know, there's that, that one dunk that he almost had against the Nuggets. I know he didn't connect on it. If he would have, it would have been probably the play of all of summer league. But no, no, just, no. One, have the confidence to go up there and try and make that play, and two, even have the physical ability to do it. Whoo, man, I, uh, Muhammad, Muhammad Gay has definitely impressed me a lot. You know, both games drop, well, the first two games, rather, both dropped 10 points in each, uh, five and re five rebounds in the first, six rebounds in the second. So, you know, he's shown that he can really get all over the floor. Um, he had, uh, two threes in the second game, and he was three of five shooting, you know. So he had honestly a pretty efficient night. So it's, it's, it's uh you know you see him make these effort plays on defense like um there was a play towards the end of the game in today's game against the Timberwolves it was probably I want to say about a hundred I mean about a minute and twenty seconds left and somebody on the Timberwolves I can't remember the player but goes up and case stuffs him man like I mean it was you know I mean you could make the argument that it was basically a game winning play like you you honestly could make that argument because the, the game was that close today against the Timberwolves and he just. He just continues to impress, man. I'm 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 incredibly excited about him. And you know, my my note on the game today is Muhammad Gay is just fun. He's just fun to watch, man. He's just he's high energy. He's high effort. Um, you can tell he's just somebody that has an incredible amount of love for the game. Um, you know, whether that's because you know, like it's been been reported before, he hasn't played his entire life, like maybe some of the other guys out there. Um, so he's just got this passion for the game that, you know, I'm sure is going to rub off on, on his teammates, whether that is, you know, in the, 
an eight or ten man rotation of the Hawks or on the Skyhawks for a season or two, you know. But I, I'm I'm so excited about this guy, man. No, I mean it was our first glimpse of him, and God, just the raw athleticism just showed itself. And um, I didn't I realized after listening to the last week's episode, I never finished my thought when I was sitting there talking about him at Washington State. But like they did ask him to play the five a lot more, but he like it's gonna play the four. Uh, he. I was happy to see him at the four, happy to see him on the perimeter. I mean, he does, like you said, he has a lot of bounce, but um, he's also very good at, like, you know, switching on defenders. He did in game one against the Kings. He baited a guy into the uh, block right there was in the, in the first. And then immediately right down the court, he almost brought the house down twice, first in game one, and then the one you alluded to against the Nuggets, like where he just launched that thing back there. And I'm like, if that thing connects, like that whole place is going to just come down. Um, you know, he's passed really well. Also, the coaches told him to shoot the ball, shoot it from three. And you kind of saw it there, like in game two, he hit two threes and like back to back possessions just about from different spots on the floor. It's not like he's just hitting it from one spot. He's hitting it from several different spots. And, and, and in this last game, he also sat there and, he had a fadeaway where he had a guy, a small guy on his backing him down, which his, you know, face up has always looked a little bit better with him. But when he battened down and turned around and hit that soft little like fadeaway with that good little shooting touch that just softly just landed in. I mean, yes, I know it's summer league. I, like I said, don't get too caught up in the stats and stuff. But man, it's just a lot of fun to watch the guy. And he freaking jumps like a deer. Like, it seems like he goes from ground to eight foot above the rim, like, with a quickness. Um, there's several times today even he jumped up and he put his hand down because he realized he was about to <laughs> be hit with a goaltending. He's, like, just sky high up in the air. So, you know, really encouraging to see stuff that the stuff what we've seen out of him so far. You know, definitely, yeah, probably see some time with the Skyhawks this year. But – Definitely encouraged um, from what we saw. Like I'm, I'm definitely like Fields did a great job of getting that guy from Boston for just two future round picks because this guy does not look like a second rounder <laughs> right off the rip here. And that goes into our next guy. Like like we kind of talked. I said, hey, the first guy, Begay, the second round. This guy's raw, athletic. And then there's Seth Lundy, who we knew what he was coming in for. He was coming in for shooting and defense. And man. He did everything he was supposed to do, <laughs> and especially in a summer league where, you know, it is more for the ball dominant players that they usually get to showcase their stuff more than a complimentary guy like him. But dude showed up on defense, showed up on three. I mean, what's your take, Matt? I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm thoroughly impressed. Uh, Lundy's best game was hands down today. He had four threes in the first half. I believe he ended up with 14 points and, you know, was just all over the floor, man. He was getting rebounds. He was, you know, getting steals. Um, you know, the quick relief. I'm sorry, in that quick release, too. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, no, so you know, I I think he looked great. You know, he, um, in in the first game, I think he didn't do much on the offensive end, and that's okay, but he looked great on defense, which you know, honestly, he's going to be D and three guy that or three and D guy, that's what he's going to be, you know. So, um, him showing the defense was was great. Uh, second game, you know, had a serviceable game, you know, dropped, I think it was nine points. Um, and again, look, looked good on defense. Nothing, nothing, you know, that's, you know, worthy of right home about. But I think in game three, it honestly all came together for him. It's when he definitely got the most amount of minutes that he's gotten in the summer league. And I wouldn't be surprised if Antonio Lang was honestly told him before the game today, like, hey, man, go off. 
it's you know you 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 got the you got the green light today. So um, I, I I they even said it during the broadcast. They're like you know Seth Lundy shooting that's could work very well against straight with along with Trey Young and Dejounte Murray. And it's like exactly that's exactly what we need. So don't get me wrong, man. I don't think it'll be one of those things where he has an immediate impact. But who knows, man? Even by you know mid March, April, and into the playoffs, he could at that point have his you know his legs underneath him and honestly play a huge role for us. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited about him. You know, I, I got to say all three guys, um, I think they've shown their weaknesses and I think they've shown their strengths too, which is honestly kind of ideal. I know that sounds weird that, you know, like you want them to show their weaknesses and it's like, yeah, man, they're, they're rookies. Of course, of course they're not coming in as completely polished players. You know, they, they still have to work on their game a little bit. And, you know, the way that it seems like all three of them are able to, especially Kobe very quickly addressed their flaws. Ooh, man, I'm How excited. Do you respond to adversity. And exactly. this is where you want to find it out at the fact that they like, as like I said, it was a clear directive. Kobe, you're running point, even though you were a combo guard, like, Hey, let's get you outside your comfort zone a little bit. Let's see how you handle the situation. Um, but what you're talking about with Seth Lundy too, like what we know about the NBA is shooting is at a premium. And when Quinn's system, which does like to let the threes, let the threes fly, because dear God, we shot what 47 threes and against the Kings. Now, some of that might be, yeah, we do have manic, you know, a big guy that can hit three and stuff like that. But even the bigs, all the bigs were, you know, jacking up threes left and right. So, you know, injuries are a real thing. I wish we lived in the world without them. But hey, like if we're getting the 82 games a long season. Say we get in the middle of January, you get to February, like, hey, you got a couple guys injured. Could he come off the bench, play some defense, and get us get us a couple – stand in the corner there for Trey or someone to kick out to him? I mean, I think I could get five to ten minutes out of him, maybe. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I, I completely agree. I, I think it's, you know, to be completely honest, because of his age too and just his – more than likely his IQ of the, of the game and, and that maturity that just – you know, I'm not putting Kobe or, or Muhammad down by any means, but that when you're 23 compared to 19, it's it's a little different. And anybody who is older than the age of 23 knows what I'm talking about. So, uh, <laughs> so you know, I I I think um you know he like I said, I don't know if the immediate impact is necessarily going to be there for for any any one of them, but um I I think he he could make an impact down the road. You know, no. you mentioned you mentioned my guy Manic. I was I was excited about him coming on our roster in the first place. That first game, I honestly felt very vindicated uh, by by my my feelings on that. Dude was uh lit it up, man. He went on a 9-0 run by himself to give us a lead. We we ended up losing that lead and losing the game. But man, man, it, man, it was great, man. Uh, he came back down to earth a little bit in the in the second game. I mean, he still put up ten points and six rebounds. It's not like you know he had a horrible game by any means. But uh, he really did go from 2014 Kyle Corver to 2016 Kyle Corver real quick. So, um, you know, it uh, and no disrespect, Kyle, but, you know, 14 and 16, those, those were two different players. So, um, yeah, it's uh, – Manic was was honestly – man Because it was Friday night. It was late. I had – you know, I just got back from a Luke Combs concert in Tampa. So, uh, I got to admit, it was it was, it was was damn fun, him, him lighting it up like that. So, yeah. Fun, like the guy played overseas in Australia and Turkey this past year. Like, if he keeps shooting like this, like, and he, I mean, didn't do a terrible job on defense either. 
he's shooting like this, like, come on, like Skyhawks, like right down the road. Let's send him down there and let that red beard light it up down there with him. Because um, not just him as a big man, um, Cal Bengeli, uh, if I'm saying his name right, that joker, Cabin he Jelly. looks like he's, I mean, I know he's older, but he looks like an NBA player. It looks like he should be on a team. Now, is well, it hold on. Cap, Cabin Jelly is a former first-round pick. Four years ago, the Pacers took him in the first round. So, he, he hasn't panned out to be a first-round pick yet, obviously. But, I mean, you're exactly right in that, like, the, the dude has, you know, an NBA body and NBA talent. You know, it's just, just got to come together for him. It's just got to come he's together. He's a load. Yeah, no, uh, I, I like I like Cabin Jelly a lot. I don't know if he'll make third center. He's a yeah. third center on someone's team for, for sure, for sure. Um, and you know maybe maybe you know like I said, I know you don't normally use two way contracts on big men, but maybe somebody uses one on him. You know, but he's he's definitely you know definitely a good player. Uh, but you know I I gotta say, man, the the guy who um, the first two games I, I think he he looked a little off, especially in the first game he had one of eight shooting. But man, today he showed that that summer league legend that is for the Atlanta Hawks. That is Tyrese Martin because this guy, like honestly, man, I fell in love with him last summer. He, you know, ended up making making a roster spot. You know, played played in College Park a little bit this season as last season. Never never really saw the floor, um, but you know, still was somebody that I was like, this this guy is incredibly talented. Dude dropped fourteen points in the fourth quarter today, and it won the game for us, quite frankly. Um, you know, he 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 went off, man. He he, you know, he really wants that nine that 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 roster spot. He, you know, got nine boards to go along with those 14 points. And man, you know, this this is a guy that, you know, um, if you guys remember, started at Rhode Island and went to Yukon with Dan Hurley. Uh his his mom ended up getting laid off during the pandemic and he had to take a full-time job while he was in school and you know, training to be an NBA player. Like, I mean, this guy is He's just a you life life gives him lemons and he makes lemonade, man. Like I, I I swear, man, this this guy is easy to cheer for. And he's just somebody that I really hope does make the roster at the end of the day. Vic Critchie, you know, honestly, in the first two games, I think he did look better than than Tyrese, but in game three, I think Tyrese kind of kind of kind of took took that spot in my mind. Um, but again, a guy that's just so easy to cheer for, and I, I'd love to see him make a spot for sure. I mean, you're absolutely right. Game one offensively was definitely not his best showing at all, but the whole team was shooting terrible. Back, it was it was a rough game for both both teams, both the Hawks and the Kings. Someone had to win it, though. It wasn't us. Um, but yes, he did win that game for us today. He took the game over. Um, him and Crunchy. I think are going to be fighting for, you know, a spot on the team. Um, Martin today, yes, did he play better? But I think overall, I still kind of like Crunchy's um, game a little bit more for the NBA level. Today at the end, he was driving. He was scoring a lot. I don't think he'll be able to do that the next level the same way. Now, his defense is better than Crunchy, but Crunchy's passing. Like, he's a point wing, man. Like, he can get into the – get into the paint and like he'll throw that thing around i'm sitting there like where is he throwing it to to a wide open shooter across the freaking court i'm like how are you seeing this man like was really positive what i saw there like i mean the guy's also actually younger than martin even though he's had more years in the nba it's been a lot of fun watching those two guys um i'd love to have them both you know maybe with i know we're um we're 
kind of approaching some roster crunch situations. Um, both of them um, aren't guaranteed yet. Martin doesn't become guaranteed until later on this month. Crunchy's um, contract's not guaranteed until January, so I think we're going to still see them battle it out. Um, it's going to be interesting to see which way it goes, but, I mean, I love this, the fire out of both those guys. And the fact that, like, you watch today even, I saw where the cameras go to them. These guys obviously think, no, they're fighting for a spot together. They're fighting for each other's spot, and they're sitting there talking to each other, like laughing at each other, coaching each other up, saying, like I saw Crunchy kind of pointing and Martin kind of pointing, talking through each other. So both guys seem like just great dudes to have on your team. Like I said before, like I love, you know, anytime the Hots do something good, Crunchy's always the first dude off the bench um, yelling and stuff. So it's really looking forward to seeing at least one more game out of these guys um, before probably we got to make a decision on Martin at least. And then we'll kind of get to see which way we go because we've already used two of our three um, two-way contract spots with um, Seth Lundy and Miles um, Norris, who didn't play game one. Um, he did came in in game two and game three. Um, all right. I mean, he's definitely a guy that can, you know, he can play some defense. He can definitely hit an outside shot. Um, don't have too many notes on him, but he is our second two-way guy. Now, Trent Forrest is a guy that, we um, do have to make a decision on. He is an unrestricted – he's a restricted free agent. We did give him an offer sheet for a two-way. So, if he does eat up that last two-way um, two contract spot, then it will come down to Crenshaw or, or Martin um, for the a actual roster spot of the 15. As you do get 15 roster spots with three two-ways now. Yeah. Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see, man. You know, those uh... – those last few roster spots, you know, realistically aren't going to be your missing pieces for a championship. But we've seen on a lot of championship teams, they're they're going to have to make big plays at some point in the season, whether that's regular season or the postseason. So, um, yeah, that's a great point, man. And before we wrap up our, our talk on the summer league, I think it uh, bears mentioning that today, if, for those of you that didn't see, uh, there was a, a cool little shot of the sideline at one point, and it was none other than uh, Mike Krzyzewski from, from Duke, well, formerly from Duke, Quinn Snyder, formerly from Duke, now with the Atlanta Hawks, and Ajante Murray. And I, I thought that was a very cool shot. I took a picture of it on my TV and everything. And then we all got uh, a little surprise, a little, little quick interview with Ajante on the sideline. And look, man, Ajante is quickly becoming one of my favorite Atlanta Hawks of all time. Like, I, I love this guy. Um, what what I think he represents for this team and for this city is unmatched. And, you know, there's there's a few comments today that just really stuck out to me that make me, you know, just so damn happy that we were able to re-sign him. Uh, you know, the first one was that he said that him and Quinn text every day, um, you know, and the, the interviewer even asked him, you know, like, is it do you guys ever like joke like, you know, like, is, or is it just basketball? And he's like, oh, man, we talk about everything. So I think that honestly is him, you know, giving some sort of some level of admission of like, yeah, no, I mean, it isn't just basketball talk. Like this man is, you know, want, wants to know me as a person, not just a basketball player. And I, I think that matters so much because as we said, when Quinn got hired, he's the type of coach to have an emphasis on the relationships with his players and, you know, the modern NBA player, the modern athlete, really, that matters. Like it matters. I don't know if it mattered as much 40 years ago, but it matters today. Uh, you know, and he's he said he said um about Trey that Trey is you know the head of the snake and that you know 
his his team. We're, we're here for him. Like you know, he said that this is Trey's team. You know, the, Trey, Trey's franchise basically. Like Trey has earned the right to be the leader of you know a title contending team. And I I think that's something that maybe you know I I, I think he's honestly coming out and publicly saying that because maybe that is something that kind of wasn't exactly established last year. You know, maybe maybe it was like, who is the leader? And it's like, no, I, I think DeJounte is realizing, hey, man, I'm a damn good player myself. Trey Young could could end up being an all-time great. You know, like, let's get behind this guy and make sure he gets some rings to, to you know, add to that legacy. Um, and the last comment that, that he said that honestly just, just made me grin from ear to ear, man, I, I literally, like, I jumped up when he said it. He said – um, you know, he's he got a ton of awareness of the entire situation, and he said it's going to be better than it was before. And and that's look, man. I know that's not like him guaranteeing anything, or you know, like honestly using that much emotion behind what he's saying. But I think when players as good as Jante Murray say things like that, you got to take it serious, man. Because there's there, the Hawks are just going to be a different team this next year. Uh, and you know, I mean. Yeah, no, it's going to be a different team, and I think I think we all need to get very excited. I mean, it's funny. Last week we were talking about when the Siakam stuff wasn't, you know, going to plan, and we started talking about the extension. And then as soon as we hit in, naturally he signs the extension. And we actually, I texted you today, and I was um, trailing behind watching the game, um, you know, also working on some work. I said, I don't believe this extension happens without Quinn Snyder being our coach. The fact that he's always he's sitting right there, they're sitting there talking the whole time. Uh, the both Seattle guys, um, said you talk about, but like DeJounte just seems to have really taken to him. And like, I don't think he signs that extension of Quinn Snyder's not our head coach because obviously he could probably get five to ten million dollars more per year. Now, four years, 120 million is still nothing, <laughs> yeah, that's still a nine figure contract, but you know. All the stuff, you know, talk about loyalty. He just always says the right thing. He always does the right things. Calling the, the rookies or calling the guys right after they get drafted. You know, you know, reaching out to Trey. Like, he is so mature behind beyond his years, it seems like. And I'm so happy to have him on our team. He is definitely – I'm getting his – whatever the city jersey is this year, I'm getting a Murray one. That's for damn sure. Um Oh yeah, man! become one of my favorite hots too. I'm so glad we have him locked up for four years, 120 million. Also, kind of really happy. I'm sure this got segue into our next thing. Is part of that extension is he can't be traded for six months. So that was my big thing about this, like getting Siakam. I'm like, if Dejounte Murray is involved in this, I don't want no part of it because of how much draft capital we gave up to get this guy with three first round picks and the pick swap with San Antonio. Um, and that leads us to the next thing we're going to talk about. The rumor that will not die. Spicy the Hawks. Nice segue, but we're going to pay some bills before before we segue on that one. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, go ahead, uh, guys. Listen to the, our, our message that we have from our guys over at Firm Minute Solutions. When you need quick, effective, and accurate data cabling services, call Firmament Solutions. We care about your network infrastructure. Our services are white-labeled, so you get the contracts. We provide the services. Our expertise includes low-voltage communication, networking, electrical, physical security, and life safety equipment. We're industry leaders, providing 24-hour service coverage. So we ask... 
When is the best time to have one of our certified technicians assist you? All right, guys. Uh, yeah, check them out. Permanent Solutions. You, you, you know who to call. Uh, yeah, Derek. So like, like you were uh, very successfully segueing into, um, you know, the, the, the rumor that won't die is because I think it's going to happen. I think it's a little bit more than a rumor, if I'm being completely honest. Um, you know, I got I got some trade predictions, like some some options here, some lease and most likely. But I think I want to just make a couple comments before uh, we really get into it. And um, those of you that are listening to the entire episode, you get a little treat for this one. So here, here's your treat. Uh, we do have sources at Hawks Fan TV. We uh, have broke stories, actually, within within the Hawks organization. And our sources are telling us that it is almost guaranteed that A.J. Griffin will be included in this deal if the deal is going to happen. I don't from from what we are hearing, the Raptors are not budging on that. They don't on, on that. They will not have A.J. included in the deal. Like A.J. has to be included. I think that's the main guy they want. Um, obviously AJ Griffin is a fan favorite, man. Go on Hawks Twitter and just type AJ Griffin. Like, I don't think anybody's ever said a bad word about him. Um, but the reality is, is that, you know, this is a guy that is very young and, you know, averaged right under it. Sure. But, you know, less than 10 points a game last year. And I, I, I look, I'm not downplaying AJ Griffin's skill. I'm more so just saying this isn't like, you know, he's, you know, freaking Jaden Ivy over there or, you know, I don't, you know, one, you know, Paulo Bancaro or any, you know, I'm just saying like, there's, it's, it's, you know, if we're giving up AJ Griffin to get a player like Siakam in return, I know that's going to suck, but I think we need to be okay with that as, as fans, if I'm being completely honest. So I'll go through some of my options real quick. Well, and then Derek and I will kind of go through the the likability of all of them. Uh, first one, which I think is the least likely would just be Clint Capella and DeAndre Hunter straight up for Siakam. The the contracts would work. The trade would work. Uh, like I said, I I truly don't know uh, if that would happen. I think that's a little too simple. I think, like I said, AJ so is with Toronto like, just re-signing their center. Um, I always butcher that guy's name. Mac, help me out here. What's that guy's name? Pietre? Hurdle, man. Hurdle. Jacob Hurdle. Um, yeah, you know what? Now you're saying that, man. Let's let's go to scratch that one. So. Um, uh, that's that's unlikely. And honestly, the next three that I have all do have this included, which is a third team. A third team is more than likely going to be included. Uh, so I'll just go through these very quickly. Uh, the first one, Atlanta would be getting Pascal Siakam. And the third team involved in this one is actually Houston. So I have this getting Siakam, Jay Shante, Toronto getting DeAndre Hunter, AJ Green, Alperin Seacom, Seguin, Tari Eason, and then Houston would get Click Compella. My thinking behind that is honestly that you know, Houston, I, I don't know how legitimate it was or not, kind of expressed this last summer that, you know, they would be open to, you know, signing James Harden and having him return to Houston. And really my thing behind that is, you know, if they're okay with having a former player to that caliber come back, why wouldn't they be okay with Clint coming back too? So clearly this front office is a little open-minded to have, you know, a, a former player come back like that. And, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, Jay Sean Tate would probably not do too much for us. You know, it's he averaged just like AJ right under 10 points. I, uh, you know, maybe he'd have one, you know, a couple big games here and there, but obviously the prize here is Siakam. Um, the next two options both include Isn't Dallas. That real quick for that one, you know, Houston did go after Brooks Lopez and they did not get him. So that's actually point. pretty viable. I mean, they know who Clint is. I love the dude. Good point. So. Yeah. I know Brooke is a stretch guy. Why? 
Clint has a three foot radius around the rim to which he can operate in, but <laughs> a little, still, yeah, a little different style of play, <laughs> but still like one of the better men in the league. Yeah. So, oh yeah, no. Uh, and so the the next the next two options, uh, are, like I said, both include Dallas as a third team. Both 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 have in this one that I have both Clint going to Dallas. Um, and the first one it, is that we would get Siakam and Josh Green, and Toronto would get DeAndre Hunter, AJ Griffin, Tim Hardaway Jr., and then the Kings' 2024 first-round pick um, that we have acquired. Uh, the second one, which I'm honestly, this is the one that I I would I'd be the most open to. I don't know if it's the most likely, but God, darn it, I would love this one. It's that we get Siakam, we still get Josh Green, and we get Jalen Hardy. And Toronto gets DeAndre Hunter, AJ, uh, Rashawn Holmes, and the Miami second round pick that we have in 2026. And then Dallas gets Clint. Um, you know, I, I, I look, that's probably getting greedy, and that probably won't happen because of that. Ooh, man, if we got all three of those players in return, we, we'd be sitting pretty. But obviously, that would probably mean that minutes would be taken away from somebody like a Buffkin or a Lundy or, you know, maybe even a Muhammad Gay in some way. And I got to be honest with you, from what I've seen in summer league, I kind of want those guys to get the minutes. So, um, but yeah, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll say this, the most likely at this point, it will include a third team and that third team, whether it's Houston, Dallas, um, you know, maybe uh, no, not in Indiana, but what, whatever the third team is, is more than likely going to be the team that gets played. I mean, yeah, we're, we're, we're um, kind of competing with Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. I think, that's what, I think that's what my brain thought of Indiana, yeah. honestly. But uh, I think, I mean, I would love to have Sacramento. I mean, obviously, there's Indiana out there. Uh, are the Heat family going to get tired of going after Damian Lillard? Would they try to come after? Um, what we don't want to get is a bid war if we're all going to do this. Like, what right, you put right. out there, I do kind of like, um, especially if Siakam will, you know, resign. <laughs> Now, if we have a one-year rental, we win a championship. Like, hey, I'm never going to complain. I don't hear Toronto fans complaining about Quarry Leonard. Only I was literally about to say, man, Quarry <laughs> Leonard. Nobody's complaining about that. So, yeah, I'm right there with you. But, God, I mean, just imagine. I mean, Trey, DJ, Siakam, uh, Anyeka in this case, because we obviously know Clint's going to go out. Who's the other starter? Do we go JJ? Do we? I mean, I think we go Bay for the shooting, aren't you? Like, uh, so spacing the floor out more, it'd be a little bit more like kind of our run to the Eastern Conference Finals when we had shooters all over the place and still have Bogey coming off the man, the sixth man coming off the bench since the second unit. Oof. Yeah, that, and, that, and that's, that's terrifying uh, for the Eastern I'd Conference. I'd get the start at the four of the Bay, but, you know, um, I, think, yeah, I, think either, I think either one would work. Jalen's defense definitely better. It's just um, I worry about – I mean, Siakam can, you know, he can hit threes and stuff, but – um. Hey, shooting, dear God. Uh, yeah, either way, like I trust Quinn to, if you give him this and say, hey, make an offense, um, <laughs> offensive scheme, <laughs> pretty sure he's going to, he won't need Viagra to pop a boner with his wife that night. That's what I'm saying. That is a coach like Quinn Snyder's wet dream of an offense right there. Derek, this is a family show. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, no, man. I, I completely agree. I completely agree. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see, man. You know, I honestly could not very – I wouldn't be shocked at all if when we record our episode next week, that's what we're talking about is the Siakam trade and, the you know, the details of it and what we gave up and what we got in return. Um, but you know what? <laughs> it, 
it will more than likely be that the next week we have our continued prediction of <laughs> trade. Um, but hey, man, that's what we do here at Hawks Fan TV. We cover Hawks news for you guys, and we love it. Love doing it more than anything out there. Um, so you know, definitely uh, thank you guys for the support. Uh, we'll get you out of here on that. Um, you know, obviously, go to our website, check out our articles at hawksfantv.com. You can follow us on Instagram and uh, Twitter as well at hawksfantv.com. Uh, no, sorry, at hawksfantv. And uh, yeah, you know, as always, thank you for support and go Hawks. Oh yeah, now and of course, not only follow hawksfantv, but follow my man here, Matt Cummins on 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 Twitter at what's the handle, Matt? Uh, Maxonville. <laughs> no, that's your Instagram. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Twitter is um. Hawks fan TV Mac, right? Oh yeah, Hawks fan TV Mac. That's right. That's right. Hawks fan TV Mac. Hey, you know, <laughs> you know, we uh, I if, if you're gonna follow one account, make sure you 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 pick Hawks fan TV over me. But that that's okay. That's okay. It costs um, we're, we're all one big button. we're all one big happy family here. <laughs> but no, thank you all for support. You know, thank you Matt for having me on. It's a lot of fun. You know, get to sit here and get to talk. You know, Hawks basketball. You know with one of my best friends, a guy that I'm a groomsman in his wedding. It's, this is a, a, just a treat. Um, so, you know, thank you all for the support, you know, most likely just like last week, as soon as we hit in, the trade will happen. <laughs> so yeah, everything will be outdated. But hey, I hope it happens. I right. hope you know, exactly. we get a good deal and we have a big three of Trey, DeJounte Murray, and freaking Siakam, Spicy P coming to Atlanta to have a little seasoning to our to our lineup there. Yes, sir. I love it. I love it. Well, y'all, y'all stay happy and healthy out there. We'll see you next week. Go Hawks, baby. Go Hawks. Y'all take care. <laughs>